Hey, Raj, welcome to another episode of the Goodman Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Friday. It's um, time to sort of unwind a little bit. So glad we can catch up and have a chat. So thank you for having me once again and good to be on, on the Goodman Podcast. How are you doing, Megan? Yeah, um, as usual, can't complain. Although, um, as most people say, we can complain, but uh, no one really cares. So um, we'll <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, it's better to not complain anyway. So, um, but uh, what I would like to what what I would like to do is uh, talk about something that is very close to my heart as a business owner. I know it's close to every other entrepreneur and business owner's heart, and even employees. I mean, everyone in the world. Let's talk about money um, and how we can use uh, content and uh, monetize that content. So, yeah, um, I don't know if you want to maybe kick us off and uh, just kind of outline what it exactly means to monetize content and why this is kind of gaining such significance in the, the business world and in the marketing world specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll start with something a little bit on a, sort of a lighter note, which is that in 2006, when I started to like start doing business and start getting into it, um, we heard the, f- the first time we, you know, as British founders yeah, and as Commonwealth founders, you know, we don't use the word monetize that much. It's not something to use quite a bit. But then, as there were more companies from the, from the states coming into the UK, the word monetize became really, really popular. And in to date, I use a Z instead of a S, you know, for monetize because <laughs> in my head, it's, it's, you know, it's a very American concept. So taking something mm-hmm. which, which, you know, has value and then be able to make money out of it to monetize it. I think it's really, really fascinating. And I think content is something when I, when I first came across content, I never thought there was an opportunity to kind of really make money from it in other forms than just kind of, you know, be as part of something else. But over the years, I've been seeing the monetized content actually is a, a big stream, a big opportunity, potentially in the billions of, of dollars, maybe in trillions, for example, in the industry. Mm. And every industry, every job, every sector requires content. And so the opportunity within monetization of content is literally infinite. Yeah, um, I must say that it's it's kind of a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Because uh, the original... Uh, content marketing was essentially giving away all this content for free to create uh, this kind of uh, traction and brand recognition in the market for for your company or for your brand. And now to monetize that, it feels like a bit weird to like we had all the free content, but now, you know, we we want to start making money off of it. And uh, I suppose in the long term view, that's exactly what it was, because you were using content to drive brand awareness and drive uh, a need to want to interact with the company that does monetize. But I think that the space between um, creating the content and seeing some kind of return on investment has shrunk. Um, since people have started monetizing with a Z uh, their their content, <laughs> yeah, it's very true. I, I think I think the, for me the content monetization in some sectors might be looking like it's going down, but also it's going up as well. So I mean, just looking at you know, just look at say for example YouTube. You know, that that's a a whole new segment which was 
you know, 20 years back, if I told someone that, hey, listen, there'll be a website, we can make videos, make money out of this, <laughs> they will never even imagine that to be true. But then look, look at Mr. Beast today. Mr. Beast, people who don't know, is, you know, makes, makes videos, which, which I think, believe, I, they go live every second week on a Saturday. And each, each of them, you know, will get 100 million views, for example, within the first week and a half to two weeks. So, you know, he is on track to be the first sort of publicly trading billion dollar company, which is completely driven by, um, by YouTube marketing, which is fascinating. It's absolutely yeah. fascinating. So th- that's just one example of it. But there are other people who are using content writing, for example, for their, for the, for their, for their, um, their sort of um, monetization. It's fascinating because the, the reality of content production is that there's not only, not only one way to monetize it. You, know, you, can, you can package it into in the form of advertising, for example. You can do affiliate deals, for instance. You can do all these different, different things. I can just go on and on about these things. But, but there are multiple mm. ways to, to sort of channel your content. Whether it could be a form of courses, for example. You can actually just sell content on its, on its own. So it's fascinating the way content can, can, can actually go. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, they they are obviously kind of the traditional monetization um, routes that you can go. There's uh, there's subscription models. Um, there's offering, like you say, co- online courses, for example, where the first module is free, and then you have to pay to um, to download the rest of the the course. Um, there's uh, there's even on Apple Podcasts now. There's uh, you know specific. You you have to well I suppose it's a script subscription model. Uh, you you subscribe to get uh, key content behind the the, the front facing piece of the podcast. Um, but now obviously you're generating more and more content in order to monetize it. When considering the balance between quantity and quality, what factors should we keep in mind to ensure you know maximum profitability? Great question. So yeah, just to kind of go on that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 obviously you know I, I don't think half an hour is enough to kind of talk about this. It's gonna, we can go on for days, for example, right? So yeah. Uh, but just, just to kind of mention, like you talked about sort of the the, the subscription model, and then you talked about sort of the premium models. Um, if you look at these models, especially, it's about looking at where is the value we can create for the end user. And I think for me. And if we look at just the way the trend the market is going, today, especially with AI, there is, you know, creating content volume is super easy. You know, it is what we can, AI can do really well. It's just create tons of content for you in, in seconds. You can do voice production, you can do video production, you can do image production, writing, writing production, you can do all of that stuff, for example. But, where is the market going today? If you look at Google, Google's latest algorithm is around high value content. It's not, it's never been about quantity, but even now, in more search, it's now about quality. Quality mm. is the premium, most important factor for ranking or to grow uh, both in the form of like prospects, leads, sales, customers, all of that. It's really mm. important that it's quality. If you have quality content, and then you produce more quantity of high quality content, there's value in that. But there is no value in producing 
low quality, high volume. And, mm. and that's, that's, that for me is super important because today the attention span for people is just gone down so much that you know, we all talk today about TikToks and all those three hour long videos, for example, on documentary channels. We all about sort of swiping right and left, up and down. That's what's become our, our lives. And for that, we need to make sure that whenever we create something, we add value straight away. If we don't add value, why would someone be subscribed to the channel or why would they pay you any money? Because there's tons of content out there which will add more value. So being consistent, creating high quality, high value content is super important. And as well, I, mean, I learned from Mr. Beast, which obviously doesn't sit in my industry. We are more into B2B tech companies and he's obviously more B2C. But his focus on creating high, high value content. In fact, what he does apparently is he would take, he make money in the millions from the previous videos and put most of it off and all, all of it in the next video. Shows mm. how much he cares about quality of the content that he's happy to part with millions and millions of, of dollars. I believe that's another thing I, I heard him say, cost him between two to eight million to produce one video. I mean, that's, wow. that's a lot of cash. Um, it's been mm. put in because he believes that that's what's going to bring in more people. That's why he gets 100 million views, whereas others, you know, struggle to even get 100 views per video. Yes, yeah. Now, if you look at the kind of balance between the the free and the premium uh, behind the paywall, how do you find the balance? Um, and is there a, a way to actually leverage an AI tool, for example, or AI-generated content to kind of up the game? Because you you need high-value content on the free side to grab that audience and drive the need for them to uh, subscribe. But then behind the paywall, that content has got to be off the charts because otherwise, what are they paying for? So um, could you maybe uh, dive into that and and let, let, well, let me know specifically, this is a big problem for me specifically, is, you know, how to, how to use AI and generate that super amazing content behind the scenes um, to, to make it worth the subscription. Yeah, so let's break it down to the different parts. First thing is about sort of try it, then, then you buy. I feel this has been part of the internet ecosystem from, for, from the time it began. It's always been about sort of try before you buy. And it doesn't mean that it will be low value when it's free. Uh, in my experience, consistently being high value is where the opportunity is. So that's the first part for me that I think is really important. Number two is that it really helps to try because there's a lot of options available and people often get like, you know, well, this is the next best tool or next best subscription opportunity or next best tool. And, you know, Amazon recognizes that. So that's why you get you know, a free chapter for most books, for example, before you buy. And for most SaaS tools today, software as a service tool, you'll find a free demo or a free month, for example, because that's the way it's possible to actually do. And also it's it's much cheaper than actually in real life. In real life, say, for example, you're buying a new phone, it's really hard to give you a phone for a month because you know, they send mm. the phone over and pick it back again. But with yeah. software and subscription is actually possible to do that. So that's mm. why it's actually what makes a lot of sense to do that online. Number two, about sort of can AI help? Yes, AI can help. I believe AI has a lot of potential within that. 
but AI cannot help you as a user or creator unless you are putting in the, the, putting the right input and then monitoring it. Let me explain that. Mm. So when, you, when you're putting, getting the input, you need to have the right prompt for it. Prompt, prompting or prompt engineering, the field on its own is an AI, and it's actually very important to get the right answer out. So when you're prompting in, for example, you can think about you know, typical content production output. So when you are doing prompt engineering at the, the, the next level, you actually give it examples of the format you want the output to be. That's one. You might need for, to give it, for example, content style guides, for instance. You need to make sure you use, use the right tool for it. So if you use, for example, ChatGPT 2 versus 4, this is the opposite mm-hmm. difference. Um, you need to provide the right inputs and research data in. If it can't, for example, you can't access the internet, for example, then you need to give it. So all these things actually still imply that the, the author or the user who's creating the content has a very important role to play within this. And then once you get the response from the AI, you will do QA on it as well. And that's also super important. So bring the right editors, bring the right experts. And many a times I've seen that, you know, I'll get, I use the same prompt, tweak it for a different scenario, and it won't work as well. And it still mm-hmm. needs that key of QA to be done. Again, if the prompt is done in a way that's generic and works really well every time, it still needs a lot of recursive way of improvement to get to a state where it will produce greater response every time. So what I'm going to say is that AI on its own cannot help you achieve success. It needs Mm. human beings involved, either generally both at the beginning and at the end, but definitely at the beginning, the prompt engineering has to be done to a very high level. Yeah, yeah. Now, once you've generated that content, obviously you need to test and measure. Um, so let's uh, have a quick uh, kind of rundown on what you should be measuring because you know that you've got vanity metrics, for example, on social media where a post goes viral and it gets a million likes, but uh, it's generated absolutely zero return on investment. So you have to be pretty clear in terms of what your metrics are that you're measuring, and um, you know to to see. And if you if you are monetizing that content, obviously your your ROI is measured in actual monetary terms. Um, is there a way that AI generated content can um, can do this? Like, you know, what insights from about audience behavior can it actually reveal? Yeah, so AI can do a great job analysis of of the data as well. So it's, you know, I often use, use it for that. But ROI is different for different people. And I, I think it's about knowing what ROI is. So for instance, some things we do in our marketing is for brand building. And other things we do in our marketing is for lead generation, which leads to direct cash in the bank. So for example, mm-hmm. SEO, for instance, for us is, I would say, more cash in the bank. And I would say, for example, YouTube videos or maybe a podcast is more brand building. Also, obviously, it is a give back as well. But I would say it is, it is both. So if I use the same ROI or same metrics for both these scenarios, SEO and video production for YouTube, I don't really do justice to either one of them. So Mm -hmm. I 
what we decided to do is to have different metrics for SEO, which is lead, lead focus. So number of SQLs, uh, sales qualified leads, and NQLs, marketing qualified leads produced through content uh, for SEO. And for, for YouTube, it's about engagement. So number of likes, comments, uh, views, subscriptions, for example. And they both are, are, are obviously you know, valid and independent scenarios. So I would, fit, I would set the parameters based on what is we're trying to achieve from this. Now, I would say AI is a intelligence tool which can be used to help us to achieve them. It can be used to prompt. Uh, we can prompt it to kind of give us the right kind of data. If you tell it what's the, the end result, it can help to achieve that. But again, it needs the right prompting, the right data to kind of really make sure the results are in line with what we're looking to achieve. So mm. again, this is not different from you know not using AI. I think at the end of the day, you know, let's not look at AI as changing the, the entire game. It's only helping us achieve better results. And let's fit mm. it into our use cases instead of making a new use case for AI. Yeah. Okay, on that note, the 60-second takeaway, um, you know, what kind of action points can people put into their business or into their, um, I mean, if they're an influencer or whatever, what, how can they monetize their content and use AI within that process? Yeah, so my, my takeaway would be that firstly, understanding what a business is is really important. So understand that, that the monetization of content is a big opportunity, potentially trillions of dollars worth of opportunity. But to understand what can, we can do for us is subscription, whether it is sort of premium model, whether it's SaaS, whether it is affiliate model or ad model, it first comes down to understanding our industry, our audience, our customers, and then fitting in the strategy into it. Number two, if using AI, that's awesome. It is going to help you. But to make sure AI helps you, you need to understand if you can actually give it the right prompts and the right quality assurance at the end of it. Without that, we're not going to see the right results. And finally, if you're looking to use and monetize our content and looking to use AI within it, it's about understanding, well, where is the value it creates for our business? You know, I would say that at the end of the day, content production and, and content overall should help our business achieve our goals. So the goals are the most important part to understand, and that depends upon our, our, our customers, our audience, for example. So understanding them is the first step of it. Once you understand them, then backtrack to see where AI can fit into the, the business. I wouldn't start with AI first and then kind of fit in the customers into it. Customers first, mm -hmm. and then comes the AI to help us. To but yes, yeah. AI can definitely help, and there's a endless opportunity uh, to really monetize the content today was there before and will be in the future as well. Okay, cool. Now, goals, that's a whole other thing. That's a Monday conversation. Money is a Friday conversation. Goals are Monday conversation. Um, and I think that we do potentially have some uh, some discussion lined up regarding goals and content goals and that kind of thing um, in the, the upcoming episodes. So um, listeners must listen out for that. And uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, end off there um, and uh, go, go on our Fridays and continue thinking about money that we can get from our content <laughs> indeed indeed I, I think it's, it's you know it's friday is, is you know it's 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 coming to to my wine o'clock anyway so it's beer o'clock you call it. 
So uh, I think it's a good time to end and definitely maybe having a maybe having a couple of drinks and thinking about uh, you know how to make more money is exactly a good idea. So yeah, it's, it's probably a good place to end. I'll, I'll awesome. Today. Cool. Thanks, Raj. Um, I've had fun as usual, and um, I look forward to the next episode. Likewise, Megan. Thank you very much. Cool. Have a good weekend. And you.